This is the More Than Work podcast, where we talk all about how to gain more satisfaction in your job. It's possible to enjoy your life and your work, because business is personal. Hey, More Than Workers. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that is going to be very popular for you Frozen fans out there. We're going to talk about Let It Go. There are times in your life, let it go, let it go. Isn't that from Frozen? Am I wrong? No, it is. It is. I just. How how does the song go, Diana? I don't remember. Seems like you do. I don't. Okay. (laughs) I have two daughters I could bring in here right now and could sing the whole thing for you. you (laughs) From the very beginning. That's what everybody tunes in for, right? We were working with a client recently, and this is a really good example, I think, where they had some turnover on their management team, and they had some over, over the years, and they had a couple of new managers that were starting in different positions, and the owners found out that there was a pool, that the employees may have started a pool betting on how long those managers would last. And the owners were disappointed, understandably so. Like that's not, that kind of sets a tone, right? The employees from a certain standpoint, but the owners were saying, how can we address that? How can we go out there and find out who's doing this and address that and say, that's a bad thing for us to do and really stop this from moving forward. And Beth and I were out working with this client and our advice was let it go. It's not worth a fight. There's certain things that are worth a fight. There's certain times where you need to protect your culture, protect other people, all those types of things. But there are times when you don't need to be in the fight. Maybe it's two coworkers that are fighting over something, or maybe it's another department that's doing something that they shouldn't do. Every time you see an injustice doesn't mean you need to charge the windmill and knock it out. Don Quixote, if you don't know the reference. So we're going to talk a lot today about letting it go. And I know that everybody's excited. I know Diana is itching to sing the song, but she won't sing it. Mary, would you, are you interested in singing Frozen songs? Nope. Not on, not on this show, maybe in the shower, but not, not here. Okay. Well, we could talk about that one if we wanted to do a, like a, it'd be a, no. it's a podcast, Mary. I know. No. We're doing, okay. No, we're mm-hmm. not going to do that. Okay. We won't do that. Bethany, you have a theater background. Would you like to do the let it go? Song? No, but if you know what we've talked about having our kids on the show sometime so I feel like that would be a good opportunity as when we have them on we'll have lots of little girls who would love to sing let it go with us and that would be lovely yeah we can end it that way so then we've got our whole team with us here today we've got Bethany Diana and Mary and we have our host Mr. Let It Go himself Mm-hmm. Matt Griswold. <laughs> you know, the last line of Let It Go, I don't know if you know this, and I might be getting this wrong. Some of you might be able to correct me on this, but she says, Elsa says, the cold never bothered me anyway, which is pretty I deep. Understand that sentiment. Yeah. You know, let it go. The cold never bothered me anyway. Like she's making the best out of that situation. There's a slide that we do in different leadership development. Don, I can't even think of the PowerPoint that this goes to, but we recently did this. There's a slide, one of the quick tip takeaways. It says, the slide says, let it go and turn the page. And I was doing this session for a group. And this is one of my favorite stories. I was doing the session for a group and I said, I can't remember who sings that song. And they said, oh, that's Elsa from Frozen. And I was not looking at let it go. I was looking at turn the page. And I was like, oh, no, 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 not let it go. I meant Bob Seger, turn the page. 
but thank you for that. So both of those, though, I think are kind of part of this conversation because it's one thing to let something go. It's another thing to actually forget about it and turn the page and move forward, right? Sometimes we might uh, say that we're going to let it go, but we still get stuck in that moment, which leads to other which leads to other things ultimately coming to a head. But, but maybe you know, we can get there. We can get there through the conversation. Uh, maybe the first place to start this is like, what's the criteria? And is it different for different people? Under what circumstances should I be considering to let something go? Because even on our team, like if we were to pull the audience and we throw like five situations out there, say, I don't know, would you let it go? Would you not let it go? What do you think? We're probably going to disagree on some of those things. So what can we say as some blanket criteria for somebody to say, let it go or not let it go. Like what are some of those things we're considering? Can we just start there maybe and define a little bit more what we're talking about? I think one of the things that you want to ask yourself is, can you help? Like would it, would it really help the situation overall? I think another one would be that strikes me that's kind of related to that is, are you in a position to help? So like, where are you coming from in that position? So I'm thinking about like, imagine you're at a restaurant and you're sitting down and two people are having an argument at the table next to you about politics or something. And you really strongly agree with one of them and disagree with the other one. Do you turn your, turn your table around, turn your chair around and slide it to their table and say, here, let me weigh in on this. Here's what, here's what the real answer is. You probably don't. And it's probably because of the situation that you're in. And then also because it probably wouldn't help. That's social media, right? That social media where somebody puts one out there and then you're like, oh, I've got all kinds of things to say about this. Let me just pipe in. Uh, and then it never really goes anywhere positive. You know, that's that that's that scenario. Uh, can I help? I like the first thing that you said, because sometimes we confuse with can I help with, well, I feel better if I just say it. And sometimes like that wasn't helpful, but I feel tremendous. I'm glad I said that. Glad I got that off of my chest. Uh, right. But I don't know, like they're, they're maybe caught in something where they can't see if they were maybe causing more harm than good by by getting into it. Thanks, Don, for starting that. What else would we maybe consider? I think I would say, is it violating one of your core values? Like, ah. you know, like take what you believe deeply in your core and your heart. And is it violating one of those things? And if it is, then maybe you have to, but if it's not, then maybe you can let it go. Yeah. Is this, is this going against maybe one of the things that we stand for as, you know, foundationally as a company, or maybe even, maybe if it's a value of a team or a department, like, does this go against something that we have that, you know, I, I, I know for instance, uh, we work with a company, we did work with a company, still good friends with the company, but, but they worked really hard to build a culture that they were proud of on the inside. And now they are very, they, they, they fight all the time to maintain the integrity of that culture. So there are things that they will, another way you could say it is, are you going to choose to die on that hill? So to speak, they will die on that hill uh, because that is something that is near and dear to the culture or the core value of the company. So they will protect those things. So that might be a good pulse check. Is it something that's going against the values? What else? Any, any others? I think if it's, if it's just like a one-time thing, like if you don't, if it's not recurring, I think sometimes you can just have grace for people in situations and say like, they're not usually like this, or they don't usually say things like this. Like maybe they're having a bad day or maybe, you know, it's, it's not, it's not something that I often see from this person or this group or whatever. I think your disclaimer up front is probably the, the main part of that, right? Like if it's a one-time thing, if it's out of character, 
you know, okay, I don't, I don't know where that came from. Maybe I'll go, I'm going to practice grace, which is something else that we also coach managers to do, like practice grace, practice authenticity. Chances are, if you have made it to a position of leadership within your company, you, you were shown grace at one point or another throughout your career to be able to achieve the things that maybe you have achieved too. So practicing grace, I think maybe is, is one of those standards too. Anything else you would add to this, Mary? Think about like how it might affect you as an individual if if it occurred to you. So let's say you broadsided somebody with some information and they just were not expecting it at all. If if you change the roles, kind of think about how you would how you would be in that situation. That's the putting yourself in other people's shoes, right? Understanding maybe how they would feel and what I want, what I want that. Sometimes I think that's a good pulse check too. If we if we are going, man, I'm gonna do them a favor by telling them this. Then taking that next step to go, ooh, if I were them, would I want to know that? Would I need to know that? Am I causing them more heartache by telling them that? Especially if it's something that's going to be outside of their control too. Like the situation, Don, that you had mentioned earlier, like, hey, I don't know if you know this, but they're taking bets on how long you're going to be here. You know, that I, <laughs> I don't know if it's even helpful to potentially know that at that time. Like, what am I supposed to do? Uh, what am I supposed to do about that? So Don. Well, it, was kind of, it was kind of fun because in that situation, we brought it up right beforehand and we were debating like how to handle that, like as a team. And it was the nuance a little bit of the situation because we were on another team where there was a, there were talking about something similar of like taking bets of how long somebody who was new that started there would last, but they brought it up. Like Matt and I were in the room on that one and they brought up say, Hey, we take bets. Sometimes they were telling us that they're the ones that do it. And then we were talking about, and it was literally a leadership workshop. So we were in the right place at the right time for them to bring that up. And it was something we could talk about and saying, does that impact doing that? Does that impact how you treat those people? And they decided, yes, it was. So then it, we they actually gave us an opening. So in that case, like it didn't check those boxes of letting it go because we were in a position to be able to help them. And this other one, though, it was like the manager telling us, I think we've heard. And it was they're not 100% sure that it's happening, but they suspect based on some things that they've heard that their employees are doing this. So then it was a different like different connection point. So it's, it is tricky. Sometimes the nuances of all the, of when to jump in and when to let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to add to that because Diana, I think it was, I think it was you, Diana, that was talking about like, if it's a, if it's in opposition to like a core value for you or for your company. And I think that that's a, that's where it's like, oh, well, you also have to have core values (laughs) for your organization. So that helps in those situations, because if you don't have those things established, then what are people, what kind of standard are you holding your your team to and you don't have any really foundation for that? And so I think that was part of the conversation too was, okay, well, we have to have these things in place over time so that when other situations come up like this, it's like we have a common language and vision for like what we're working towards and how we act uh, and treat each other as a team. Yeah, we talk about it, organizational values quite a bit in terms of working with clients because there's times when we've had clients that have done things that are icky and at varying levels of ickiness, right? And it's like, okay, at what point do you say like, I don't like that? When do you say something about it? And how far do you go with it? And we've gone, I can think of different examples and I'm probably not gonna go through each of those different examples, but I can think of examples where somebody's done something and we're like, you know what, it's not worth, we don't like it, but right now it's just not, we're not in a position to be able to help them with that part of it all the way to things that we've heard that they've done that we've said, you know what, we're not going to work with you anymore. I've seen them that and we have to go back to our values at the end of the day to decide where that is that we work on. But also like, again, one of our values is impact. So that also helps us to understand like, are we going to help them or not at the end of the day? 
You know, the thing, the thing uh, uh, that, that strikes me from those examples that we were sharing uh, too, whenever people are, you know, taking bets on that, it, it, it kind of crosses a line of, okay, what are we trying to solve for? Like we were there, like you said, Don, for leadership training, but they were also trying to solve for this problem with hiring. We like, we can't hire and keep people. And then we find out that like, I don't even learn people's names for the first 30 days that they're in there because they're probably not going to stay long anyway, which then changes how I, you know, treat the person that we can go down that path. That's not necessarily what we're talking about, but that's, that's kind of an indicator of like, we're trying to solve for being able to hire and retain people like this thing that you're doing is a direct conflict to the thing that we're trying to do. I think that maybe is a good indicator, you know, like uh, Bethany talked about the, the, you know, and Diana talked about too, like the values of kind of using those as guidelines of, okay, here's our beacon of whether or not we need to jump in or maybe not jump in. So having that maybe as a guideline, if it's disruptive to what it is that you're trying to accomplish, Don, I could think of examples and gosh, I don't know, we have to be delicate maybe with how we do this, but sometimes we get to go speak at different places. And sometimes we have, I'll use quote unquote, difficult participants. Sometimes people maybe make it a little bit difficult for us, like just using us as an example here to be able to accomplish what it is that we're trying to accomplish. I know I'm thinking of one particular, actually, I'm thinking two in particular for you. I'm thinking of one in particular for me there. And people always come up and say, hey, how come you didn't just address it? Why did you choose to let that go? And for me personally, sometimes if if it was, if they were, if that person was distracting enough to where it was limiting the engagement for other people, if that person was distracting enough to where other people felt like they were unsafe to be able to participate in it, or they were distracted by that thing or by that person as well, then I might need to jump in and, and, and not let it go. Right. I mean, I might need to try to correct it, but if those things, if I can still balance the other things, then that's maybe more of a them problem instead of an us problem at that point. That's just a personal, personal thing for us. I know we have those different indicators. So I don't know if that's a personal level or how we can translate that for the people that are listening to of that personal indicator. If it is stopping you from doing the thing that you're ultimately trying to do, it might be a good time to not let it go. Yeah. So, so something that could be fun, Matt, because I know those situations come up, those situations come up in their judgment calls. Like we're recognizing that it's not a hard set of rules. I wonder if we could each kind of think of some different situations and throw it to the rest of the group. And I'm, I'm willing to start and say, like, do you speak up or not? Do you do you let it go? Or what do you do about it? Can, you want you guys want to play that game a little bit? Yes, yeah? I'll play. OK, so let's say you're at work and you heard another a coworker tells you that another coworker that you work with said something negative about you. Do you, do you let it go? Do you have the conversation? What is it? And it's, let's say it's not something like, it's like, I can't work with that person. It's not something major. Let me give you some more details. Like, let's just say, like they said that sometimes you get on their nerves or something like that. As someone who is often spoken about at work, guys. <laughs> and on this podcast. <laughs> <on> this podcast. <laughs> I have a general rule about hearsay and gossip, right? So like, I didn't hear it directly from the person. To me, that feels like I wasn't involved and other people's opinions of me is not really my, not really my business. That's your business, not my business. So um, I sort of lean towards let it go. Although Diana did move across the country to get away from everybody else. So I don't (laughs) know if that's, that that was a passive aggressive (laughs) attempt of not letting it go, but. Let it go, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm uh, I'm I'm on I'm on Team Diana with this. I don't I don't necessarily care. Yeah, I feel like I would 
If it were me, I would probably ask that person who told me that, how did you respond when you heard that? (laughs) Nice, Bethany. (laughs) Because I would be like, hopefully they would be like advocating for me or trying to set the record straight or something. And if not, then either way, then I would, without knowing maybe how they really felt, that person really felt or not, I would just Mm. probably just try to be super nice to them. (laughs) You would. You would win them over. Mary, what would you do? I wouldn't address it. I'd just say thanks for the update and let the person talk to me if they've got an issue with me and keep going on about things. You know what's interesting about this one, though, is because not that it's me, but I think it's easier to say, don't care, not going to address it. But then the next part of that question is, does that then change how you would work or operate around that person? And the answer is for Mary, she's shaking her head. No, I think for me, probably, probably. So I think it would for me too. Yeah, yep. I would, I would yep. change. I'm just being honest. So me too. No, I'm that's cutting, how, and that's why I'm off. like, I would work then probably harder to be like, I want, because I do admit it. So you're going the other way though. I'd be like, mm, just going to work around that person from now on then. That's yeah, I think I would, I think I would change my communication with them. Like, oh, yeah. so I'm doing something that they don't like. What is it? Stuff. What? Oh, no. <laughs> you would call them names. Right. Yeah, just, I'd, I'd yeah. just move across the country and be like, I'm tired of that <laughs> crap about me behind my back. No, seriously, That's a very though, real like, answer. I really, I really wouldn't. I think that if somebody's got an issue with me and they can't come to me to discuss it with me, then they're not ready to have that conversation. And that's their, that's their, that's in their control. What you, you can only control you. So I don't know why I would change just because somebody said that and who knows what the rest of the context is. So Mm -hmm. there's not enough facts there for me to change who I am for that situation. Yeah. It's a very rational answer. We're, we're trying to react emotionally right now. Very mature answer. And (laughs) that's not not what creates good podcasts, Mary. (laughs) Sorry, I would fight, you guys got I logic today. With... <laughs> I love that answer though, because you don't know. I, I mean, I think we've all been in situations or seen situations where what the person said, the other person said, is not said in the same context or the same level. So you might have said, you know, I don't like working with them or I find them difficult to work with. It could have been a conversation. I, I had one with a client recently where I was talking to the client about a person that works for them. And I just said something about like, you know, I said, yeah, they can be sometimes they can be challenging or they can sometimes say something. And the person told the client, like they told them, they're like, yeah, a lot of people think you don't, they don't want to work with you. And I don't know if they told them like I said that or not, but I'm like, that's not exactly what I said. Like, so that message does get lost sometimes. So you have to take that with a grain of salt. But I like that you're also acknowledging the emotions involved with that. Like Dana said, you said you'd like alter your conversation. You'd be hyper aware around that other person for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Is that true? Yeah. Well, I think for me, it's more about like changing how I interact to see if it changes how they feel, right? Like maybe I, maybe I was too curt. I have been hurt. I've been told that that is a go-to for me. So maybe with this person, I was too curt so I could dial it down a little bit. Or maybe I know that this person is super empathetic and wants to have like chit chat and I'm not very good at that. Maybe I could dial that up a little bit. Like for me, sometimes it just those types of comments bring in a level of self-awareness that I can reflect on. 
but I'm probably not going to change how I get work done. I'm still going to get work done. I'm not going to not work with this person, but I probably would change how I interact to see if it affects something. Okay. Uh, you want anybody have other examples or I've got another one. If you want another one. Good. Throw it out there. Let's do it. All right. All right. Let's do them. Let's do one outside of work. Cause I want to see kind of where the line is here a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're at a restaurant and there's a parent sitting with a child, say about 10 years old next to you. And the parent says, you are so stupid to the kid. Tells the kid, you are a stupid idiot. Do you say something? Oh, that's so hard. That's, I was, try- I I was don't trying know to find why. one that hits you in the feels a little bit. That's so hard. No. I mean, I wouldn't say anything. Like, it's not my kid. They're not my parent. Do I agree with how they're doing it? No. <laughs> Can I, like, am I, I'm probably going to just escalate it at that point if that were to happen now something physical totally something with the you're an idiot kind of a thing and my my kids would probably look at me like oh and i'm like yeah they better not do that again right like we'll just keep 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 walking probably but yeah what else what about the rest of you would you say something i see a lot of struggles if you can see Uh, the faces right now the faces made on our team like i tried to pick something like right to the line I don't think I would say something, but I would probably be asked to move. Like I would probably ask my server to move because I don't think I could sit there long without saying anything. So I would probably need to remove myself from the situation. And we were at my, my son, one of my sons was playing baseball. This is coach pitch baseball. And this kid uh, made a couple of errors back to back. They were a good team on this other team made a couple of errors. And one of the coaches told, yelled across the field at him, coach pitch. He's probably kindergarten yells at him and says, you're embarrassing yourself. Why don't you make a play? And I kind of giggled at first. I'm like, geez, that's, that's a little aggressive. And my next thought was, I hope that's his kid because I was waiting for another dad to like walk out on the field from the bleachers or something. Nobody did. Nobody said anything, but I was, I thought, good night. That maybe that's his own son. And that's how he loves his son. I don't know, but that I'll always remember. I'll always remember that. We had that with uh, my daughter's basketball team. And the coach's daughter is on the team and he's pretty hard on her. And I asked him and his wife one afternoon, if he's hard on her like that at home too. And she's like, she doesn't get away with much either place. Yeah. I like how you approach that. I like how you approach that though. You didn't go to him and say like, Hey, I don't appreciate the way you're raising your children. Right. (laughs) Which we know is going to hit her. You just, you just asked a question to see if they engaged it. Like you just, you kind of reflected back a little bit to see if they engaged, like you met them where you met him where he was to see if it opened up a conversation or not. Cause again, if you, re- go ahead. Sorry. I think in the restaurant perspective though, I would just go over to the parent and ask them if they need the number to my therapist. Cause their kid's going to need some help when they grow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, that's, I don't know if that's winning. Or but this I, do think, I, I mean, if they I use think... the therapist, it is. I think what Mary did goes back to that thing that we were talking about earlier. Like, are you in a position to help? And I think in the restaurant situation, you may be in a position to help. Like if you, if the kid goes to the bathroom or if there's like, you're standing off to the side and there's a way to interact, but I don't think in just, you know, you sitting in the booth next to them, you're in a position to help. I just like, so that's what, where the struggle is. Yeah. Yeah, where it's like it would it would it actually be helpful? 
for you to say something sitting in the booth next to it. It doesn't feel like it. But like you said, Diana, that's sort of what I was thinking is like, man, though, if there was a situation, if there was an opportunity for me to like say something to that kid, like, yeah, like if I passed by them somewhere, you know, throughout the restaurant and they weren't right next to their beer for me to be like, you're not an idiot. I just want, I, you don't know me. I don't know you. So how you're do you know amazing. They're not an idiot? You're you know they're not more an idiot? valuable Bethany, than that. Might, if you messed might, up. It's a, this the thing idiot. is like, if you messed up, yeah. you might, maybe you messed up and you made a mistake, but like, you're more valuable than that. And then we would leave. So we'll see. You never <laughs> we, know. We have no evidence of that, Bethany. I'm just going to tell you that right now. In the story, I did not say whether or not the kid was actually smart and had value or not. I didn't yeah. say that. I didn't we say didn't it. <laughs> yeah. Just okay. uh, I'll throw one more out. And this is one. So a lot of times when we watch our, let's say your supervisor at works starts to badmouth other employees in your department and it starts to make you feel uncomfortable. Do to you, who? Badmouth other employees. So to, to you. So you work for the, it's your boss and they are talking to you about other, your coworkers and complaining about them. Okay, so your boss is talking to you about other coworkers about your other coworkers that they were that that you work with, and they're telling you things about them, saying like, "I yeah, I don't like them. I'm kind of thinking I don't. They're not performing very well. I'm going to discipline them in here. I might fire this one, that kind of stuff." Do you say something to your supervisor? You're sitting there thinking that's not a good thing for my boss to be telling me. Like they shouldn't be telling me this stuff. Do you say something to your boss about that? I think it depends on the role that you're in. So my previous HR role reported to my boss and I was the only area that he could come and have conversations about those kind of things. But I would always have a conversation that followed up with that and say, is there something that you need me to do with this? Or is this just a situation that you're, you're communicating that to me? Now, if it was like, I was a supervisor and, or if I was in a team and it was a supervisor of like maybe production and manufacturing or something, I would just tell them, I'm, I'm really sorry, but it's not my place to hear this situation occur. You might want to find one of your peers to discuss this with, but that's just not right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree that it's not right. I sort of, I, as one of my life values is like, if I have people around me that are talking crap about other people, when they walk away, they're going to be talking crap about you. So to me, I would be like, what is this manager saying about me to other people? Like, it just feels gross and I don't like it. From the HR side, I think that if there are conversations that need to be had, they need to be had with the person that it directly involves. I think it's not fair to talk about people when they're not there. So they can't defend themselves. They can't say what's happening in their world. They can't hold their own. Like it's that's not fair. So I would probably have to say something just because it's one of the things <clears throat> that I do. And I would probably say something to the effect of, well, why don't we just go get that person? why don't we just talk to them right now? Because I think if you bring them in right away and shut it down pretty quickly, it won't happen to you again. Yeah. I was thinking about realistically how, and I think I've had that happen in other places before too, where it was sort of a weird situation. And, and I think what I did really was just kind of like, I didn't engage it. Like I didn't keep asking for more information. I was like, okay. Or try to like ask them of like, have you had that conversation with that person and then just kind of that let that be the end of it um like that yeah 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 I think the lack of engaging it maybe that's maybe that's maybe we're defining letting it go there at the same time because this this is this is this last example kind of takes us to maybe something we can touch on as well because I think we're probably all you know we 
the the dynamic is important. So am I letting go of things easier if it's a manager to employee? What about if it's peer to peer? What about if it's employee to manager? What if it's going that way? Like, you know, the, the dynamic is different in each one of those, in each one of those, you know, circumstances there too. But I think the criteria maybe is still kind of the same. Like, do I, do I need to say something to protect the culture, the thing, the thing that we have created here? Do I need to say something because it goes against the values that we stand for here? Do I need to say something because it's going to be maybe detrimental? Like, I don't know, they're going to hurt themselves or, you know, whatever they're going to thieve the the business Then I probably should say, you know, say something there. I think the criteria is kind of still the same. What, what if I'm a manager and I'm thinking about, okay, what are the things that I don't know? How do I engage my team to maybe find about find out about the things that I don't know to see? Because I don't even know whether I need to let it go or not. If I don't, if I'm blind to those things, like, are there things that managers can do to be able to create an environment to be able to have kind of that safe place to be able to talk about those things? Like, what do you think? What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think our team has done a pretty good job of of figuring out how we can all be open and honest about working with each other and how we feel about it and, you know, keeping it safe and still being honest and real. I think it stems from us forcing those conversations. Anytime we have a problem with each other, we go to each other and we value that interaction and we value, we value and respect each other's different ways of working. But we know that sometimes conflict arises from that because we are all different and just because there's conflict doesn't mean that it's not good sometimes you need conflict to move something forward and you need that diversity and it just leads itself to conflict you know so i think i think creating the psychologically safe place to have those conversations and creating a culture where it's not abnormal to address those conversations can get you there yeah sometimes it's our fear of rocking the boat that makes us not engage it whenever the reality is the healthy conflict to have that conversation or to just hash it all out might have been the best thing that you could have done like we were afraid of the conflict so we chose not to let it go which you know i and i think i think it's positive that we said nobody said a best practice is to if you're afraid of conflict just don't get into it nobody that wasn't a best practice right sometimes it's uncomfortable and sometimes healthy conflict is a part of a healthy culture we talk about that quite a quite a bit too so i i think that's a good i don't know foundation kind of a thing or a checkpoint anyway to say okay is it uncomfortable do i not want to get into it do I, am i conflict adverse yes 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 but is it important that we have it to our partnership to our relationship to the project yes then i probably should go ahead and push through the uncomfortableness to be able to have that are there other things maybe that like if we were giving tips we you know we can move to wrap up here now too we've talked a lot about this idea of let it go uh, I want to throw one more thing out there. What if I choose not to let it go and I'm choosing to engage? What are some best practices to choose to engage? Don't do it when you're emotional. Take a minute, collect your thoughts and engage when you can have a healthy conversation and not an angry one or a sad one. Yeah. Okay, good. Thank you, Diana. What else? Like you're choosing to engage. I can't let it go. We've got to do this. I like the idea of, not doing it emotionally because, you know, and that's probably when you're making the decision, like, that's it. Dang it. I've got to do it. That's probably not the time to do it, but maybe plan to, to potentially do it. Fact check would be my advice. You know, make sure that you've got the facts straight before you have the conversation. 
I think that's really important. And then I think putting yourself in other people's shoes is extremely valuable too, before you make a decision to have the conversation and think about all the possible outcomes of it. Yeah. Thanks, Mary. Yeah. My advice would be meet people where they are, like make sure that it's okay. Like check where you're at in terms of the conversation to see whether they're going to receive what you're going to share, especially if it's difficult. If they're fighting you on something, they're probably going to keep fighting you. If you bring up something, you have to kind of judge, you know, make sure it's okay. Almost sometimes it's a, it's a, it's better to like ask for permission. Hey, can I talk to you about something difficult? And then, then if they're open, you know, read the body language and everything else, then approach it cautiously, but meet them where they are would be my advice. Yeah. I like how you're almost seeking permission to have the conversation first before we do it. Cause honestly, if they're not in a headspace to have it, you're, you're probably not worth having it at that point. Right. Any other pieces of advice or tips here that we would give on this idea of let it go? What maybe this is easier said than done, but maybe just don't take things so seriously. So it's not necessarily letting it go, but like I think just try not to put so much weight on it if you can. And we talked about just giving people grace too, or finding humor in some of those things, or just being willing to like let's engage the in in the conversation, but then be able to like let's move on from here and we don't have to, we can forgive and we can move on. And, and I think just like, don't, don't carry it with you and hold that bitterness too. I think you can still, I think you can address it and then let it go too. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Any other pieces of information here, feedback, any final thoughts on this idea? All right. I hope you enjoyed this topic here of let it go. Maybe there are some things that you're thinking about that you just need to maybe let it go. And maybe what you just heard was your permission to be able to do that. Or maybe what you just heard is, you know what, there are some things that are worth fighting for. Maybe there are some things that I, that I can't not, you know, that I can't let go. Uh, And then I need to go ahead and be proactive and have a conversation. Uh, Either way, hope you were encouraged by this. Hope you got something that you could tangibly take from this uh, topic here as well. Uh, If you have other topics or things that you would like for us to talk about, or maybe questions that you have, Diana is about to tell you how to get a hold of us. Yeah. And for real, if you have something that you're like, I don't know if I should engage it or not, and you want some outside insight, Matt and I and Bethany and Mary and Don would love to hear about it. Yes, We will talk through it with you. We love doing that. So we'll give you outside insight for sure. Just shoot us an email at more than work at people CCG. You can contact us via our website at peoplecentric.com, or you can find us on social media. Our handles are at people CCG or at people centric. Now that's peoplecentric.com on the world wide web, right, Diana? Yeah, it's okay, www. <laughs> Just in case anybody wanted to do that, you can find us. You can find us there. HTTP. Right. Right. If you need, just Google us. You can Google us. Yeah. You'll find it. Yeah. Googleable. Share the podcast with your friends. Uh, you know, something else too, if I can just say this, something that uh, we recently have created, I know I had nothing to do with it, but my team members here did a fantastic job of creating what's called a pod class. So if you feel like this is good content that you want to translate this into some actionable leadership curriculum stuff for your people. We, we have that we've created that you can buy that from us. It's awesome. So feel free to reach out to us if you'd like to do that as well. So anyway, let it go or don't you, you decide, Uh, but hopefully you have some criteria here to be able to decide those things a little bit better. Thanks for being with us and we'll talk to you next time. 
Thanks for joining us on this episode of the More Than Work podcast. Join us next time, and in the meantime, lead well. Thank you.